Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, we are continuing that series uh, that Millennial Mike suggested. He is such the man. Thank you, Mike. Uh, where we talk to new real estate investors who are in the early part of their journey. Let's welcome Cody to the show so we can see his story. How you doing, Cody? I'm doing great. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing very, very well, Cody. Why don't you do me a favor? Introduce yourself to the audience, where you're at, what are you doing, uh, where you are in your real estate journey. Yeah, sure. So Cody Evers, I'm in um, Northeast Wisconsin, so part of the Midwest, um, and I'm in my uh, almost going on four years now for real estate investing. So I started in 2020, um, got my first house back in 2020, um, and now I'm up to 16 units as of, of this year. Wow. wow. You start with, so the house hack, was that a house or was that like units? Yeah. So in our area, we, um, we have a lot of like side by side duplexes. So that's kind of how I got into it. So we, we lived in a single family house and, um, I kind of talked to my wife about like, hey, if we're going to move the needle at all, we got to try to do something different. And so we started our first house hack in 2020 and moved out of our single family house. And then um, actually every year since then, we've house hacked as well. So we went, um, so we're on our fourth house hack in four, four years, actually. Wow, that is so cool. So let's, let me start. So it sounds like you were in an individual, a single family home. Yep. Uh, wife, do you, do you have kids? Yeah. Two kids. So, so I have wife, a, two kids. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. I have a three-year-old and then a six-month-old. Okay. So when you started this, did you have the first one yet? Uh, no, it was right before our first one. Okay. So just you and your wife, you're in a single family home. You're living the dream. Uh, you, it sounded like you did some work, some analysis saying, Hey honey, if we're going to move the needle financially, there is a different way, better way. Uh, yep. So you move from the house act to a duplex. I am curious, did you sell the house and thus had the capital to make the down payment to move forward or did you rent it? Yeah, so we we sold the house and actually had to, in that time frame, if you remember, it was super crazy um, in the market. So we actually had to sell our house, live in an apartment for a month or two, have the down payment. And then so we were more competitive um, on offers, you know, without a big contingent on our home selling. Um, so we had to move twice, essentially the first time around. Wow. So again, I want people to hear, I mean, it, everyone that I know that is kind of made it to the finish line of financial freedom had to make tough decisions at the start. You're a lot like, uh, Anna Kelly, Anna Kelly had the big house in Texas. She sells that she moves to Pennsylvania to be closer to family and buys a fourplex and lives upstairs. They weren't side by side. It was a, you know, two on the bottom, two on top with two kids, no less. And she calls that the best financial move she ever made. So you sell the big house, you move into a duplex, your wife's on like, how did, was the wife just instantly on board? Did it take some convincing, some discussions? How did that, how did that, Hey honey, I want to sell our house and, buy a duplex and have tenants next door. 
Yeah, it was definitely a, a journey to get that um, done. I was probably, you know, educating and listening to podcasts for, you know, two years before then. Um, and it's like, all right, in order to do anything, we have to cut our expenses. And that was our biggest expense. Um, and then we also had, you know, a student loan debt. So we had to, um, you know, make that change. And then with forbearance, we kind of ended up not, you know, paying down the student loan debt, but that's just kind of our other mindset on it too. Right. So uh, in that first unit, if you remember, once you get in, you're living there, you got a tenant next to it. I'm always curious, what, where did you, like your mortgage payment on the house was X. What were you paying, you know, in the duplex? So I'm going to guess it was a lot less. Yeah, we, I think, well, we got a pretty good mortgage rate for our, our single family house. So we were only paying like 1200 a month for, for that place. Um, but the new duplex, um, which was probably pretty similar, you know, niceness quality to the house was um, we were paying like $600 a month. So we cut our, our payment in half for sure. Yeah. Largest expense outside of taxes is housing shelter. Uh, and again, the beauty of that is that 600 bucks, as you know, is after tax, right? Yeah. That's, that's spent out of yeah. net. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and then you take that 600, you slam it to the bottom lines, and then you save it, and then you buy the next one. So um, moving every year, I'm guessing is not a lot of fun, but obviously you've done it four times now. Uh, yep. But I'm sure it's made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, getting the um, previous unit rented that you used to live in also helped that process. Um, we've done a few other things too, and we can go into that as well, but, um, yeah, so we, we were able to put in someone in that previous place. And then as we kept going, um, you know, we moved to the next one and then same thing, we were able to keep getting that little bit of boost extra for income. Yeah. So, uh, the next three house hacks, was it again, side-by-side -side duplexes? Yes. Yep. All right. So that's eight units. I think I heard you earlier. I wrote down 16. How'd you get the other eight? Um, through a variety of ways. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, like uh, the ones that we bought to live in, um, only two of those are from the MLS. Otherwise, we've done it kind of a variety of ways. Um, okay. One of the ways we did it was call for rent signs. And mm -hmm. so we, we asked, you know, hey, if you're ever interested in selling, let us know. And then that's kind of how I bought, you know, one of our duplexes. That we lived in and then also um, bought the one next to it because someone owned multiple on the same street and so we ended up buying two next to each other um, from the so same seller that. from the same yep, seller? same seller okay um i was looking to buy you know all of them but it ended up not working out that way so but he he ended up selling to another person that bought all all the rest of them okay all right so again i want to hit that right again uh you were how big of an area are you investing in? Is it like a 30 minute drive kind of around an hour? How, how big? So my traditional market was all within 15, 20 minutes um, okay. because we live in the Fox Valley here in um, Northeast Wisconsin. And so that's, you know, about 200,000 people, maybe 250. Um, okay. So there's enough um, within that area. Um, my last couple deals were a little bit further out. And so those are about 45 minutes away from me. And those ones that are further out, I'm going to guess just based on how you said that those aren't part of your house hack. That's additional Correct, no. investment. Okay. Yep, those were just, I recently bought this year. Okay. And were those again, duplexes or what were those? 
Yeah, so those were uh, two duplexes, a single and a single family house from the same seller. Oh, again, okay. Yeah. Uh, so again, I love the idea of calling on for rent signs. Again, what I what I'm getting from you, Cody, uh, and your wife's first name is what? Uh, Miranda. Miranda, yeah, Cody, and Miranda. You're you're taking action, right? You're not only listening to podcasts, but you're also taking action. I'm sure you heard on some podcast somewhere call for rent signs. You're like, hey, I could do that. You saw a for rent sign. You called it. How many times do you think you've called a for rent sign and gotten nothing? A lot, a lot, a lot more um, than, you know, definitely getting something out of it because, you know, most people, you know, they have their own plans for it, but yeah, uh, you know, 20, 30 times for sure. Um, I, that, you know, I would, I would, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said a hundred, yeah. but what I want people to realize is calling for rent signs is a great idea. But it's a numbers game, right? I have for rent signs on all my units when they're available. People, co- I, I can tell you in 20 plus years, I want to make sure I get this right. We've probably had three to maybe five people call like you saying, hey, would you be interested in selling? Now, of course, my answer was no. I'm a long-term landlord. But just the action of calling on for rent signs starts that discussion. So kudos to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that's what allowed me to buy, you know, the next building next door because it was the same owner. So it got yeah. me into two places. That's amazing. So you got four units out of one phone call. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't. And we suck. actually we actually lived in both of them. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I am curious about the house hacks. I'm guessing you uh, got traditional financing for all four, but that's just a guess. Uh yeah. So yeah, you know the thirty year, you know thirty year fixed rate debt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you get, uh, cause you were living there. Did you get 5% down loans or 10% down? Um, you remember? Yeah. So, um, one way the, our first one, we did a 5% down. Um, so that was yeah. the first one. Um, and then a couple of the next ones we did 10% down. Um, and that, uh, we did for a couple of reasons. If you do 10% down with our local credit union, then you didn't have to pay PMI and that kind of thing. So then you'd yeah. save there. So it was like, okay, we could do five, but then decided to have a little bit less of a payment and do 10. Oh yeah. I think it's a great idea. Lo- less borrowed, certainly less. I mean, I would make the same trade, right? PMI might be 120 bucks, but still that's 120 bucks you could put in your pocket. Again, assuming you have the, the down payment capital, it makes total sense. Yep. Um, it sounds like you did other things besides calling for rent signs. What, what else have you done to find deals? Um, so another one, we, uh, two of my properties are from someone that was a family friend that I talked to oh. and I've been working with for, you know, three years and she had a, like 30 units that she was ready to offload. Um, so I ended up buying two of her properties. Um, and then I also bought, um, uh, the five units from this year was actually from Craigslist ad. Um, wow. someone was looking to sell their eight units and I didn't necessarily want all eight because of, you know. Some of them didn't make sense to me, so I bought the sure. five units that did make sense. Um, and so, you know, the Craigslist one, um, and then actually my HVAC guy let me know if someone's that was selling one of his duplexes, and that was another way I got into a, a different duplex. So it's kind of a variety of ways. So what I'm taking from all of this is that what I hope people take from this is you're a man of action. Um, I forget your wife's name's Miranda. No. Yep, Miranda. Ah, I should have been more confident. I got to write that down. You and Miranda, 
uh, are taking action moving forward. I'm curious how you finance all of these. Were all of these bank loans or did you get some seller financing or, or how that all go down? Yeah, so um, we have done a variety. So we have a few that are you know traditionally bank financed and then some of them are the DSCR loans. Um, hmm. And then we've also done the 50-40-10 that oh. you, you know, you've uh, definitely been helped with there. Um, and then I've done traditional like 90% seller financing with, you know, me bringing 10% um, mm-hmm. to the table. So I've done that too. Yeah. Let's talk about the 50, 40, 10, cause it is a, a very powerful tool when the opportunity presents itself. So if you did the traditional 50, 40, 10, you got a 50% first from velocity mortgage or like institution, maybe your community bank, but then the seller took back a 40%. And then you brought 10. So talk yeah. about talk about having that conversation with the seller about, hey, I want you to take back 40% of this purchase price in a loan. How did that happen? How did the conversation go? How did they trust you? Get the audience to understand how that really plays out. Yeah. So um, I took a day and went and visited all the properties with the seller. Um, and so we went to each property, had a conversation about each one. Um, and then I, I asked them, you know, just questions of like, Hey, what are you looking for the money? Or, you know, what, what, what's your big tickets? Do you need a certain price? Um, those kind of questions, like what's important to you. And, um, we talked a little bit about subject to originally because he had, you know, lower rate mortgages on there, but, um, I just didn't feel like that strategy fit what I was looking to do. Um, and, you know, same for him on, on his side. So, Cool. We were looking to have a you know loan to make sure we got that uh, lender you know that loan taken care of, yep. mm-hmm. so a lender to pay off that loan. But then he was sure. comfortable bringing uh, a second because he and then he brought the terms even with that because I got a good enough deal on the purchase price. So he was nice. we just did like a five percent you know thirty year am and then exactly. a five year balloon. But um, okay. with the purchase price, I got a good enough deal you know twenty twenty five percent off of what you know, the appraise, what it appraised for. So it made sense to me too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the 50, 40, 10 is a, a wonderful tool when the opportunity presents itself. And the hardest part of that is getting the seller to take back the 40% because it is second position. Yep. Um, you know, but again, if you get the right price, their terms, five-year balloon, you know, I, I like 10, but again, if somebody's going to give me a 25% discount, I'll take a five-year balloon all day long. It's pretty awesome. Um, I am curious, uh, when you got started four years ago, could you have imagined, I mean, seriously, could you have imagined having six units, 16, 16 units four years later? Could you have imagined that? So I um, I definitely had lofty goals originally. Okay. Um, and so I, I kind of had like an internal struggle of like, you know, how fast can we do it? And, um, you know, I realized like, you know, great things definitely take time. And, you know, with you and Dion and the rest of the guys saying like, it's going to take five to 10 years to actually build the portfolio realistically, you might have some of the guys like, you know, the Cody and Christians of the world that are going to do it in two years, but most yeah. of the time it's going to take five to 10. And I had that, you know, realization over this past time, because it, it, there's a lot of hard work. Things don't work out exactly yeah. how you expect. We've had a pretty tough, like last six months stretch with problems. And it, so it just, it hasn't been a straight line. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's, let's acknowledge the hard times. One of the things I often say is the first five years test you, you know, you've heard lots of my painful stories. Um, 
let's talk about the last six months. Tell us, you know, just some things that, that can happen that can surprise you on the journey. Yeah. So, um, we had 10 units originally, and then we bought a couple later this year, but right. out of those 10, we had five of them vacant in the span of three months. And so oh, it, was just like, it was just like people buying houses, like, so they're, they're upgrading. And so yeah. there's just a ton of turnover that was kind of not really, not you know, planned for. like it just, it just kind of happened. And so, um, you, you know, you, then it's vacant for a month or something plus the rehab that goes into it to fix it up a little bit and then so there was just a lot of you know it's it's vacant for a month so you lose out the rent plus you're putting two grand into it and then you just do that five times <laughs> it gets to be um pretty challenging yeah. after that. it gets to be challenging yeah absolutely uh that's why you got to have reserves right again um i really do think i think real estate investing is the most surest way to financial freedom for everyone. But those first five years test you, i.e. you go you go years and don't have a problem. Then out of nowhere, five people buy homes. You have five vacancies in six weeks and you're like, wow, didn't plan for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one of the things I tell people. One of the things I really want people to do is take a measured pace. I think sometimes people get in, maybe they have capital, maybe they have a great first experience and then they just jump on the accelerator. I'm like, got to slow down, right? You, if you're going to put together this puzzle, don't be in a rush. Because if you try to slam too many pieces together too fast, you know, you, you could get got if you don't have the reserves. Yeah, absolutely. And we had to, you know, dig into those reserves this year. And we're actually, you know, debating on if we should sell something to kind of make sure that we're stabilized going forward and make a, a little bit more conservative approach to what's going on in the you know, economy. So that's kind of yeah, what I, we're, we're thinking of doing too. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a wonderful idea. I mean, sometimes you get into this, you get a little too close to the bone, if you will. And the right answer, because again, I want I want you and the audience watching this to realize this is a 10-year game. It's not, you're not trying to get this done in four. Now, if it happens in four, by all means, be great. But if you act like it's a 10-year journey and you make decisions like that, one of the outcomes might be, you know what, honey, let's sell one. Let's list it in January because I'm going to guess Wisconsin's really, really cold in December. Probably yes. not a great time to list homes. Um, no. Maybe it's maybe it's February. But, I mean, listing one where you have equity, maybe it's already vacant or whatever, um, to replenish the coffers, not a horrible idea. Certainly not a horrible idea. Something I would – Olivia and I know, I know we would consider. Yeah, thank you. And um, what we're considering as well is um, one of our duplexes, we're going to consider condoing it off. So splitting it into two um, separate parcels and then selling it oh, off wow. individually to hopefully make a decent spread that way as well. So um, so tell me about that. Is, there, is that something specific to Wisconsin that is new or has it always been there or how does that work? Um, I believe it's, um, I don't know you know, nationwide if they're able to, but it's been around here for a while. So oh, it, okay. it just depends on the community. Um, some allow you to, and some don't. Um, and I've done it before. So one of our oh. house hacks, we actually did it and um, it actually worked out pretty well. And so we, we um, considered doing it again with the, like this property because our rent compared to the equity we have in the building just doesn't make sense because like the rent we're getting for the building just isn't that much, but we have a huge gotcha. equity spot there so it's like 
we're not going to get a huge return on the rent side, but we yeah. could get a huge return on the equity and then redeploy it to yeah. um, pay off some you know debt and then kind of redeploy capital uh, potentially too, depending on what we want to do with it. It sounds like you've done this before. I, I'm just, I'm curious. I know I've never done something like this. It's actually brand new, I think to California. So it's like a month old, but uh, what did it cost? Do you remember what it cost to basically, I don't know. I don't know what it's called a plot map or APN or what. How do you do yeah. it? What's it cost to split something? Yeah. So the time we did it, it was about like $4,000. So I think the actual company that did the land survey was like 2,500 ish. And then you had to work with a, a lawyer who set everything up, got yeah. the condo documents um, in place. And then we had to file it with the, the county. And so, um, that whole process probably around four grand. So then, okay. um, but that allowed me allowed to have substantial gains on the equity side because you I'm can sure. sell each each individually. So, like with the place that we're looking at would probably sell for three twenty five as a duplex, but we could potentially sell each side for two hundred or two twenty, like in that range. Exactly. So we made a huge spread, like after after doing. Yeah. That. So four. So call it four grand. Is it a three to six month process? Oh uh, yeah, I think it took like three, four months last time. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, Cody, that's a no-brainer to me, right? Uh, you've done it before. Sounds like you have an equity spread, but not a lot of cash flow in this property. Uh, you know, there's there's an old saying: "Buy by the foot, sell by the inch." Yeah, I mean that's a that's a strategy, right? Go buy the duplexes, then condoize them, and make. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm literally, my head is spinning right now. Um, I would probably make that a strategy in my market is I would go find one of those a year, condoize it, have that produce chunk money, then chunk money feeds my cash flow machine. That's you know, that sounds like a great plan. Yeah, it's something I've definitely considered. Um the places that are worth condoing um will negative cash flow. Um so you gotta just play the game like, hey, you got to make sure you can condo in that market. But then yeah, also, you got to be certain. You got to be um, certain. Then that next piece is, are you willing to, you know, be negative cash flow for a while until you are able to split it too? So that's yeah. a couple things there too. Yeah, I would not, you know, you know, I'm a huge no alligators fan. But what I see in this, and again, I've never done it. But what I see in that, you're basically flipping the property. I yeah. wouldn't consider it a standard kind of cash flow thing. It would it's a flip. I'm gonna buy the foot and I'm gonna sell two two six inch segments and make the spread. Um man, if I was in a market where that was something certain, that, that I would definitely be doing that once a year. Okay. Uh, that's good to know. And that's something maybe I'll um, just to get that equity out each year to have that to play with. Yeah, for, you just okay, need to do yeah, one, right? Flow. Just yeah. one a year, one a year. And again, what I'm hearing you in this, these numbers is if I did one of these a year, it probably would allow me to buy two cash flow ones. You know, yeah. two, that's what I'm, again, I'm cool. just playing yeah. with the numbers in my head. This is pretty cool. Um, what is some advice you have for folks that, you know, follow one rental at a time, getting excited about investing? Um, what would you and Miranda tell a couple getting started or, or whatnot? What, what would, what's some advice, Cody? Um. Uh, the biggest thing is to get like take action and get started. Even if like the first one is always the hardest. And once you get past 
that because everything is brand new the first time you're doing an inspection the first time you have to write an offer all that kind of stuff once you get past that initial i don't know like worry like it gets a lot easier and you feel a lot more comfortable and so like to make an offer on a property it's not it's not like it was previously so that would be the biggest thing is just get to that first one like make an offer just make you know make a great offer like you always say so i just get to that point and then um the, the rest will kind of roll from there and then the other part is to make sure you have your cash cash reserves because we definitely needed it um this past year just with all the stuff that we've had happen um and then it's kind of funny like once i got all my <laughs> vacancies filled we ended up having a furnace go out you know for you know three thousand dollar pop there so it's like uh, uh whatever it, <laughs> it is what it is yeah it is what it is so um where do you guys go from here you're at 16 units now a couple of kids you're still house hacking is that right yes yep you're still house uh, where do you go from here? You do still house hack once a year or the, the, the wife and kids getting tired of moving or what's going on? So when we originally started, I promised my wife that in 2025, we'd buy our, buy a house. So, okay. All right. So potentially so that is down the road. Um, so maybe I can fit another house hack in there. We'll see. But <laughs> Honey, honey. Um, I said 2025. I didn't say January, 2025. Yeah, <laughs> it's a exactly. long year. Yep, exactly. So that's um, that's funny. Probably one of the goals, and then after that is to to get to financial freedom. Um, we're not quite there with uh, what we have um, yet, but you know, is it you know, is there a way to optimize our portfolio or just keep buying a little bit? And then so that's yeah. kind of what we've got to be close, right? I mean, you when I say close, you're more than fifty percent there. I'm guessing. Yeah, so it, we have a, a third party manager, um, so we don't um, we, not not as much comes to our bottom line, right? So sure. if we decided to um, you know take back and self manage it, we'd be a lot closer to that number. So sure. that's something I've I've considered both ways, and right now I like the time and you know spend time with my kids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you're um, in building mode. You're building. Yeah, and so like. I might, we might as well just keep going for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And then maybe at some point, then we could either turn back and self-manage or, you know, maybe if rent growth and all that kind of stuff, it would come sooner yeah. um, that way yeah. too. So, but you're certainly on a path. I'll say it if you don't want to that by 2028 or, or certainly by 2030, which would be the eight to 10 year mark, uh, assuming you continue to be action oriented, live below your means, you don't do anything stupid financially. Yep. you'll be there. I mean, I, the path seems pretty clear to me at this point. Yeah, I, I can see it now. Um, whereas four years ago, it was so far off, but now I can see like, it's yeah. actually like within reason that it could happen between three and five years from now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I could, I've, I've helped people. Yeah. It's, it's there for you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, really for you, in my opinion, it's about avoiding the big blow up. And you got a little taste of it, it sounds like, this year. Hence the, hey, we should condoize this unit, sell it, replenish the cash flow, don't live so close to the edge. Because one of the things that I did when I got really creative is I just kept leaning forward. And, you know, thankfully I had a job that, you know, that would produce a commission check every month or so, so that if we had one of those months, we would be okay. But, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, you need to go slower to go faster, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm saying this for you and obviously the entire audience watching. So um, 
Cody, uh, do you have a social media following or do you have places you can send people or part of the Facebook group? Where, where, where should, if somebody wanted to know more, how would they reach out maybe? Um, I would say probably the easiest would be on Facebook. It's just uh, Cody Evers on on Facebook. Um, you can reach out, message me, um, and I'm in the I'm in your you know Facebook group. So um, I try to be active, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So folks, if you're in the group, two thousand plus members, uh, private group only for students. Uh, go ahead and ping Cody. Let him know how he did. He did a great job. Uh, him and his wife Miranda. Congratulations, Cody and Miranda. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh -huh. You got it.